It's a new life for me, yeah. It's a new dawn, it's a new day. It's a new life for me. And I'm feeling good. You know, it's the little things that we take for granted. It was important for me not to look sick. I think it was important for me mentally to try to look my best. I am not my body. I am my spiritual being. You know how I feel. Three women there and their stories of breast cancer. It can become a mirror for a lifetime of self-examination and self-reflection. It's funny because when I was younger, I, you know, I have a scar on my face from a car accident that I was in. And, you know, I used to be like so insecure about the scar. As I got older, like people be like, what scar? They hadn't, you know, hadn't noticed it. And that's when I knew like, it's all about how you feel about yourself. And a lot of people, they don't pay attention to those type of things. They don't, those aren't the things that they notice about you first. So I feel like if I feel sexy, if I feel beautiful, other people usually feel that way about you. Crystal Miller, 28 years old and battling breast cancer at a time when she should be living her life like every other 20-something in New York. She's one of the women we're profiling for our series Under Her Skin Living with Breast Cancer, an intimate portrait of life as an African-American woman with the disease. We're a month into our six-month series with these women, and the conversation has turned to body image. Body image after chemotherapy, after surgery, after hair loss and radiation, and all of the things that come with a diagnosis. July 29th, 2014. I don't feel like this has made me feel any less feminine than I was before, but it was something that I was concerned about in the beginning. And some of the ways that I made sure that I felt this way is by, you know, looking at myself, you know, looking at myself after surgery in the mirror and appreciating what I saw. Anita Coleman in Los Angeles, July 31st, 2014. For some strange reason, as my hair grows back, it is totally really doing its own thing. And nothing will hold it down. I mean, I look like alfalfa in one place. It would be on the verge of Pippi Longstocking if it kept growing that way. They, my hairs would be sticking out. So no, I will wear headbands, hats, wigs. But if my hair does not grow in completely, I'll still be okay because I can work around that. Confronting a body changed by disease is something Anita has done before. She underwent reconstruction after her first battle with breast cancer in 2001. The purpose of the reconstruction was to make me look like a woman, make me whole again. But little did I know I was already whole, and I have always been whole. But the journey has to, had to take me to the place where I realized how whole I really was, because even after the reconstruction, I had to conquer the look. And when I say conquer the look, I look fine on the outside to the human eye. But I know what I saw in the mirror. I saw a lot of scars because I have had a lot of surgeries. Needless to say, my bikini cut has a couple frowns and ridges. But I'm okay with that because I had to learn I am still here. But it's Lisa Eccles from Memphis who has undergone the most drastic change. July 22nd, 2014. I had both breasts removed. With that, there is no natural breast tissue. So it has affected my body. But 
the thing is, it has not affected me and how I live from this point on. Lisa underwent a bilateral mastectomy at the end of June. She's decided to go ahead with reconstruction, and she says her husband supports her. You know, you have a choice now about having a reconstructed surgery to uh, give you this sense of identity as a woman. In our Under Her Skin Facebook group, there are lots of women with breast cancer sharing their stories. Jessie Miller from Frisco, Texas, told us she found herself in a very different situation after undergoing a double mastectomy. Two failed attempts at reconstruction left her in a dark place. By July of 2011, I was completely flat, healing. I had a hard time for about a year after that to look at myself in the mirror and not just see the scars. That was pretty much all I saw. But where she once saw scars, Jessie now sees a survivor. Breast cancer does not have to define who you are. In the end, it's just how you feel about yourself. And right now, I feel so wonderful about where I am right now. I got through it, and the image I see now of myself is not the scarred person that I was, but a beautiful survivor who can get through anything in their life. As diagnosed with stage 2 breast cancer in August 2013, had bilateral nipple sparing, um, mastectomy a month later, reconstruction surgery in April 2014. That's Silke Fluger from Los Gatos, California. She wrote us in our Facebook group on July 17th, 2014, and the story she shares is one of hope. I'm skinnier, I'm healthier, and I'm happier than I ever was. I've always worked out, but now I work out a lot and it shows, and I feel great. Also because I lost 30 pounds and because I have beautiful new boobs. My husband even called me one day on his way to work to tell me how beautiful I am. That's not something he's ever, ever done. He's a German, and they don't do that. There'll always be the fear that it'll come back, but I'm determined to enjoy every bit of my life in the meantime, and I'm feeling good, and I'm really looking good. I believe that if you strip off the skin, we're all the same up underneath. A final thought now from Anita Coleman, July 31st, 2014. You keep living, you're going to get a little pouch, you're going to get some love handles, but you still are the same person. You're still that beautiful being. And to find yourself knowing that you are beautiful regardless to what you look like, I, I want to be considered and remembered by the person I am, not how I look. And I'm feeling good. For these women, it's not about surviving, it's about living. We want to thank Lisa and Anita and Crystal and you who've been brave enough to share your thoughts and your fears with us. We want you to join our Facebook group, whether you're someone who's been diagnosed with breast cancer or not. We want to invite you into this conversation. Just go to Facebook.com and type in Under Her Skin. You can visit us at thetakeaway.org slash series slash breast cancer to find interviews and entries from our guests' audio diaries and more information about how you can take part. And I'm feeling good. Hi, this is Sarah Thornton. I'm an artist from Minneapolis. During my teenage years, I wanted to disappear through thinness. I wouldn't eat well, and I would run a lot every day. Uh, conflict at home and a lack of support system contributed to that. As I grew up, I found passions that I wanted to pursue with the energy and strength that I needed, and I'm slowly reclaimed my space, both physically and mentally. This is Nikki from Kirkland, Washington. 
For me, having a baby was a game changer with my weight issues. So while most of my friends began having weight trouble after childbirth, for me, carrying my daughter made me tune into my own body's needs like never before. And at 54, worrying about weight is the last thing on my mind. And we got this from Florida. One of my best friends is constantly telling me that I am short. I've grown to deeply dislike her, and I ended up not going to her wedding, and she isn't talking to me. Comments about my height were just the beginning. I cannot seem to forget every single statement she's made about my image. I remember almost every single statement, and I can't forget them or even let it go. Stories from you about confronting your body image. Share your stories with us at 8778MyTake. Thank you so much for listening. Todd Zwillick with you. John Hockenberry will be back on Monday. This is The Takeaway. Sleep in peace when day is done. That's what I mean. And this old world. The takeaway is supported by Lumosity.com, the brain training program designed by neuroscientists and used by 50 million people. Created to improve memory and attention. More at Lumosity.com. The Henry Luce Foundation for increased understanding of East and Southeast Asia. And the Rockefeller Foundation whose transportation initiative is promoting equitable and sustainable developments in communities across the country. On Notes from America, we have conversations with people across the country about how we can truly become the nation that we claim to be. Each week we talk about race, our politics, education, relationships, usually all of them, because everything's connected. And you, our listeners, are at the center of those conversations. I'm Kai Wright. Join me on Notes from America, wherever you get your podcasts.